Welcome back to Inside TBT, the official podcast of TBT, the basketball tournament. I'm the host, Andrew Zolden. We are getting into the thick of things. All right, we are less, no, not less. We're almost a month away from TBT. The first games tip off on July 19th, but we're a week away from the TBT bracket reveal show, which I'll be hosting alongside Seth Greenberg, where the full field will be revealed, all the matchups, the full bracket, all that is coming out at noon Eastern on June 21st. Then we're really going to be in the thick of things once that comes out. But on this interview, we got Jerome Seegers, who announced a UNLV will be applying to TBT. They have applied. We'll see if they get in a week from now. And then the other guy on the show, Kedrian Johnson, Keddy Johnson, best Virginia. He had a great final year at West Virginia this year, including a 27-point performance in March Madness in his final game as a Mountaineer. He's playing with best Virginia. He's on the show Let's get to those interviews right now. All right, joining me now on Inside TBT, Kedry and Johnson. Keddy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. The reason you're on the show, yes, you had a great you know year, career with West Virginia, but you're playing with best Virginia in TBT. You know, tell me a little bit about how you came to that decision to ultimately say yes once you were asked to play? Um, during the season, me and a couple of the guys, me and a couple of the seniors, we was already talking about it, uh, considering playing. But after the year, after we lost that um, game in March, I was like, I just felt like playing in front of um, our West Virginia fans again. I know we start off in West Virginia. So that's something I wanted to um, do again. Throughout you know, your time at West Virginia, had you watched, been to, seen any best Virginia TBT games? Uh, for sure. We watched our best Virginia team play in Charleston a couple of times. Well, the three years I was there, we went down and watched them play in Charleston. Uh, they practiced in our facility, so we got a chance to be around those guys a lot. What's your relationship like with you know John Flowers, KJ, those guys? Um, they're like big brothers, you know. They've been through what I've been through. We come from the same program, same play style. So they're just like big brothers to me. So, you know, you're fresh off a great, great season at West Virginia. Your last game, unfortunately, a loss, but you dropped 27 points in the NCAA tournament. You're a straight-up baller. But, you know, you got some veterans on this best Virginia team. What do you think? Yeah. You say what, you, what I think my role going to be? Yeah. I mean, pretty much the same, being a point guard, you know, getting guys involved, pushing the tempo, controlling the game. But I think I just bring those young, fresh legs to that team and energy. Who are some of the guys on the team that, you know, you've been dying to play with, that you're excited about sharing the court with for the first time in a real game? You know, I'm sure there's some crazy pickup games in Morgantown, but a real game, refs, TBT. Um. Tavon Myers, uh, I'm uh, really excited to play with him because we talked we talked a lot during the season. He had certain expectations. He wanted me to um, exceed, so I'm really excited to play with him. Absolutely. So the news broke recently that Pitt is putting the team in TBT. 
They're going to be coming to West Virginia, the backyard brawl. You know, you got the the best of them this year. Are you yeah. excited about a potential backyard brawl in TBT? I mean, for sure, it's always, you know, a lot of hype between West Virginia and Pitt playing each other. But we always been the top dogs, so it's just going to be a normal game for me again. John John Flowers has said in the past, you know, when there's been matchups with Marshall, with Heard that, he's been like, oh, we love those guys. Those are, you know, our little brothers. I don't think it's the same relationship between you and the guys at Pitt. Like, do you you don't like those guys, right? I mean, it's not that I don't like them, but once we step on the court, I don't like them. All right. I, I appreciate that answer. So as you are ready to begin your next West Virginia chapter with Best Virginia, what are some of the prior chapters, prior moments that that really stick out to you? The stories that you'll tell, you know, your kids about West Virginia when you were there. Uh, ultimately, just it's a grind. Every Each and every day, you're going to have to put the work in. If you want to get on that court at West Virginia, you got to put the work in. You got to listen. You got to do what you're supposed to do. I like that. I like that. That's the West Virginia mentality. All the guys have it. You know, do you think there's a player out there that is more West Virginia than Javon Carter? Oh, yeah, I don't see it. I don't, I don't think so. When, when you think of West Virginia guys, who pops into your mind? Like the guys that just embody what West Virginia basketball is about. I mean, Javon Carter off top. I mean, I don't think nobody in the West Virginia history compares to Javon Carter um, during his time at West Virginia. What about what about some of your teammates from this year? Who who were like the dogs on the team this year? Eric Stevenson, he was a dog. <laughs> that was my guy. He was a dog. Everybody was really dogs, to be honest. Because the way we practice, we had no choice. Because our starting five, they was always going to go at everybody else. So that just, you know, everybody else caught on to that. So obviously you played college basketball in a unique time. You know, there was a, a COVID year, mm-hmm. less fans at some events, a, a weird March Madness. But when you think about, you know, a time that the West Virginia fans really showed up and help you win a game. Is there a specific Ooh. game that comes to mind? Mm. Yeah, because they showed up every game, no matter if we had 14,000 or 2,000 during COVID. But I'll say this past year, um, during our Iowa State game at home, they really came. They was loud. You know, they were supportive. It was a close game going back and forth. I think our fans helped really helped us get that one because we fed off of their energy towards the end of the game. I love it. So early on in the season this year, you mentioned that Iowa State game. Early on in the season, it, it wasn't going well. It, you know, it didn't look like West Virginia basketball. You know, we follow all the West Virginia accounts from TBT because, you know, mm-hmm. over the years. What, what changed? How did you guys turn it around this year? We just got to the point it was just like – the seniors, uh, we were just like, man, we, we got to get to the tournament. Like, 
it ain't no reason to be playing if we're not going to get into the tournament. Ain't no point in playing this conference if we not if the end goal isn't playing at March Madness. So I think we all just, you know, buy it in and locked in collectively as a unit to get that done. So, you know, March Madness, there's a bunch of games, a bunch of pools, brackets, et cetera. I was in this cool bracket pool where basically you just pick different guys from different seeds. And just mm-hmm. Whoever scores the most points throughout the tournament, like you get that guy's points. I had Stevenson on my team. All right. And he started off great. I was like, wow, yeah. West Virginia is going to roll. He's going to average 25 a game. And all of a sudden you show up, score 27. I'm pissed. I don't have you on my team. <laughs> Are you expecting to, you know, score like that in your career moving forward? If I have the opportunity to pick you in like a points pool like that again, should I do it? For sure. Because I'm a natural scorer. I didn't move into the, I didn't move to the point guard position until I got to West Virginia. Up until up until then, I've always been the primary scorer. All right. Who who are some of the players that you, you model your game after? Oh. Let's see. Let's see. I got to find a guy that also plays defense. I really don't – I watch a lot of basketball, but I don't really try to model my game after anybody in particular. But I show shades of – a lot of shades of De'Aaron Fox with the with the speed, finishing ability, able to step out and knock down the three. So I say De'Aaron Fox. You ready for this comparison? You got a little, got a little Dennis Schroeder in you. You ever think – Oh, of- my God. <laughs> Dennis Schroeder? He he's a tenacious defender. Yes, scores thanks. OKC OKC Dennis when he was okay. like really really cooking. Uh, I'm glad you said that because uh, LA uh, shooter I hated him. I hated him. I love it. I love it. I just got a couple more questions for you. Super easy questions. You're in Morgantown. You're starving. All right. You got 20 minutes. What are you getting for dinner? I got 20 minutes. Yeah, so it's not like a sit-down steakhouse. The team's paying for it. This is uh, Keddy, Keddy, the Keddy card. You're whipping it out to get something cheap. What are you getting? I'll probably say Benji's. I've never been there. You got to tell me what that is. It's like a, it's like a kind of new restaurant that they. Um, it came about. I, I want to say this this past summer it came about, but they got a variety of things they make. They got seafood. They got burgers, chicken, chicken tenders, like a huge variety. Everyone always talks about the seafood in, in West Virginia because, you know, there's so many oceans nearby West Virginia. Yeah, I'm from Texas, so the seafood is it's a big difference in, in seafood. So la- last few questions for you. You're on a road trip. You got to grab some snacks. What are you grabbing from the, you know, 7-Eleven to tide you over for the road trip? Uh, I'm not really a candy guy, so I I normally go to chips, the oh. chips way. So I'll probably say something like the the Fritos, the Twisted ones, the Honey Barbecue Fritos, the Twisted ones. Uh, I might get a pack of Starbursts, might eat a couple of those. And uh, for the drink, I'll go... If they have it, I'll go um, either the cotton candy Fago or the fireworks Fago. 
All right. I like that. Fago, no complaints there. Final question for you. All right. Obviously, you're a basketball player. You're always working on your game. But what what's Kenny doing in his free time? You you got three hours between basketball stuff. What do you do to relax? Sit there, watch TV. I might play video games a little bit. And I'm on the phone with um, me and my best friends always on the phone most of the day. So I'll probably be doing that. Are you a FaceTime guy, a, a regular call guy? What What are you? You're a little younger. You a Snapchat yeah. video guy? I would not answer if somebody calls me regular, unless it's like my mom, my dad, somebody in the family. If you like a friend, I would not answer if you call me regular. So I'm a big FaceTime guy. All right, I love it. I'm gonna FaceTime you later then. See if you pick Go up. Hey, I'll pick up. All right, Kenny, I appreciate you coming on the show. You know. See you soon. West Virginia, TBT, Best Virginia. Know you're going to put on a show. Looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I appreciate you. All right. Joining me now on Inside TBT, Jerome Seegers. Welcome to the show. Man, thank you for having me, man. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Absolutely. So you are playing in TBT, hopefully, with the Vegas Rebellion, which is a UNLV alumni team. You talk a little bit about how, you know, this team got started and, and what the squad is looking like. Man, so, uh, well, we we actually got started. So before I, I played in the TBT a couple of years with some other teams, New Mexico State Aggies, and I played before that with the Willows Runners. But I said, man, I think it's time for us to get a UNLV team. You know, I played there, played with a great group of players. And uh, as far as our team, man, I think I think we got a pretty good team. We got Steven Zimmerman, Ben Carter. Uh, we got Shakur, Shakur, uh, not, not Shakur Stevenson. Uh, forgot Shakur's last name, but uh, we got uh, Bakke. He's another good kid that played there. Big six eleven kids. So we got a pretty good, pretty good core right now. A good group of guys that played at UNLV along with me. So that was the biggest thing, man. So he's still working on maybe one or two more. Always want to get the right fit. And along with that. We got uh Coach Dave Rice, man. So he coached me while I was at UNLV. So he 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 super pumped uh coach the coach the whole TBT team. That's very exciting, exciting stuff. So of the guys that you named, you know, I'm not a UNLV fan, but I know enough about UNLV. But for you know the people out there who may not be as familiar, who are the guys that you named that you actually played with when you were at UNLV? Okay, so when I was at UNLV, I played with Steven Zimmerman. He got drafted uh, first round to Orlando Magic. Uh, played with Ben Carter. Uh, he's a he's a Las Vegas kid. He uh, he ended up transferring to Michigan State for his last year, but he's a Vegas kid at heart, so it's always good having him in there. Uh, we got Bakke, big kid. He's about six ten, six eleven. He played a little after me. He may, he maybe played like 2018, 19. Well, yeah, great kid, man. Runs the floor hard and uh, he plays pretty hard. Um, we also got Amari Hardy. I know you know his brother is Jaden Hardy playing with the Dallas Mavericks right now. So Amari is a good get. And uh, we also have Shakur. So Shakur played at UNLV for three years, and then he transferred to Oregon for his last year. But uh, he, he's uh, he settled home base in uh, Vegas. So we got a pretty good group, man. I mean, I'm excited, man. I think we're going to do big things. Something I've always wondered, how do you stay out of trouble going to college in Vegas? <laughs> Man, look, listen, when I took my official visit, I said the same thing, right? But it's kind of crazy. When you when you get to Vegas, man, if you're not 21 or older, 
really can't do anything on the strip. So maybe when I and I got the UNLV when I was like 22, 21 because I transferred from Rutgers University. But man, it, it was some good times, man. It was it was a lot of fun. And when I played there, it was it, that was when the Rebels were the Rebels. So where did you get taken on your official visit? Oh man, so we stayed at the Aria. So that was the uh, official hotel. We stayed at the Aria. Man, we went on a lot of different places. We went to a restaurant that I thought was so cool that they had back in the 90s when Tark was around. And uh, we went to the restaurant. You, as soon as you go in the restaurant, you see all the pictures of Larry Johnson, Stacey Augman, Greg Anthony. And uh, it just showed the restaurant like that was where they ate before every game. And to, to go there and eat dinner, it was, it, was, it, was a, it was definitely an appreciated moment. That's very cool. So, you know, your time at UNLV, I know you, you transferred in from Rutgers, so it wasn't as long as some other guys, but what, what are some games or moments that, you know, you really remember from UNLV? Man, we, we got a lot of good games, man. So I remember in Maui, Indiana was ranked maybe about like 12 or 14 in the nation. We ended up beating Indiana at the Maui Invitational, so we beat them there. And then uh, we also, we played Oregon here at the MGM, and uh, they were ranked about maybe, I want to say top 20 as well. They were ranked maybe like 11 or 10. And we ended up beating them. They had Dylan Brooks. They had uh, what's the guy that plays for the Boston Celtics? I forgot his name. Uh, Richard. But uh, they had yeah, Richard. Richard. Yep, they had Richard there. So it was it was a man. It, I, now that I think about to these times, man, it was I had a great time at UNLV, man. Was that did you play Oladipo? That Indiana team was that who you played against? No. Was it so that, it, it was after we played against like Yogi Ferrell, James Blackman, uh, Troy. Um, Thomas Bryant, he's with the Denver Nuggets right now. We play against that in the So, you know, since your career at UNLV ended, where where have you played? Okay, so my first year coming out of UNLV, I got drafted to L.A., played in the G League for about a couple months, and then I went overseas, played in Sweden. That next year I came back, Boston had my rights, so I played in the G League with Boston, and I ended up getting traded to Memphis. And then from there, I went overseas, played in Germany, played in Austria, Canada, Mexico, and uh, a little. And then that was about it. Who are you know some of the best guys you've you've had the privilege of playing with or against post UNLV? Woo, man, that's a good question right there, man. I played against a lot of good guys, man. Played against Dion Waiters. Played against Fab Mello. Played against uh. Uh, uh, who else played against uh, DJO? He was at Marquette. Played against Jay Crowder as well. So I played against the top of the top, man. Best of the best. So it's it's definitely a lot of names to remember. Did you play Waiters in college or somewhere overseas or NBA? Where'd you play him? So I played against Deion Waiters when he was at Syracuse. They had Scoop Jardine, Brandon Trish, Fab Mello, uh, they had a lot of good guys on that squad, man. So that was like my sophomore year in the Big East. That's when the Big East was the original Big East. And so, but it was, it was definitely phenomenal, man. I appreciated that times. Your your career is a little confusing. You played Deion Waiters at Syracuse, but then Dylan Brooks at Oregon. That's a long, <laughs> that's a long college career to, to catch both of those guys. Um, man. But if you... So obviously you're putting together the team of all UNLV guys, but if you could add a former teammate, you know, could be UNLV, could be overseas G League, et cetera, who who would you pick to join the squad? Ooh. 
Man, that's a that's a great question right there. If there's one player that I probably could get, and I've been talking to him, he's my boy, so we played at UNLV together. It'll probably be Pat McCall. So Pat McCall played with me. We were in the backcourt together at UNLV. But uh, I know he just won a G League championship, so he got a lot on his mind. So I've been I've been I've been persuading him, like, hey Pat, come on, man. We're gonna meet up with the boosters. It's gonna be like old times, but we'll see. We'll see if we get him over. That's, that'll be the surprise one. Isn't that three-time champion Patrick McCall? Or two? How many championships has he won? He won two in Golden State, and he won one in Toronto. Wow, three-time <laughs> NBA champion Patrick McCall. Does he let you, you know, hold the rings ever? <laughs> he always laughing jokes with me, man. He say, "Ah, I ain't gonna let you be able to catch this, big bro." <laughs> So last, last question before I get you out of here. Um, you know, you've played a lot, played in a lot of places. What's the biggest, you know, confrontation you've had with a player on the opposing team? Because I don't know if you saw the other day, but I'm, I'm a big LeBron guy. But if anyone else did what he did to Aaron Gordon in that Nuggets game, they would have been thrown <laughs> out for sure. They didn't even review it. So curious, oh, yeah. I know some crazy stuff goes down overseas. So what's like the biggest squirmish back and forth you've gotten into? Oh, man. So one year when I was playing in Germany, we were in the playoffs and they had this big guy, man. He was a Russian guy. He was about six nine, six ten. You know, overseas, it's a little bit different. They, they don't really call too many fouls for the Americans. And I went to the basket one time and I mean, he took me out of the air, took me out of the air and they didn't even call anything. Like, so when I got up, I was heated, man. I was like, like telling the ref, like, yo, that's a bad call, man. Like, call that as a foul. So I went over there then. But as the game went on, man, things got better. At, towards the end of the game, man, he just came over to me. He was just like, hey, after the game, bro, we're, we're brothers. But during the game, he's like, you're not my friend. I don't like you at all. And I was like, all right, man, it's all good. I love it. Last question for you. You've played in TBT. You know about the Elam ending. You know, you mentioned, you know, who's coaching you. What's your Elam ending strategy? I know that's kind of a loaded question, but let's say you have the ball, okay? You uh -huh. have the ball. You're up eight. It's under four minutes. Are you trying to get a bucket to extend that lead to go into the Elam ending, or are you trying to call timeout and then get that first bucket once the Elam ending starts? So I think over my previous years from playing in a TBT, I think once you once you get the final score settled, I think it's good to always call a timeout, right? Get your guys settled and get your guys understanding, okay, look, this is the final score. It's the Elam ending. And I think from there, it's all about execution down the stretch. Once you once we can figure out who got the high hand or who has the mismatch, I think we go to that in the Elam ending every single time. I like that. Your answer made me think of one more question, so I apologize for lying about my last question. But my actual last question, have you run into any other weird, interesting, tricky rules in any of the leagues you've played in that differ from, you know, let's say NCAA or NBA, similar to the Elam ending? Uh, I'll probably say the only rules overseas that probably was super tricky was they can still smack the ball off the uh the rim while the, it's still up there kind of throwing around the rim. But uh, other than that, not not so much, man. I I really like the Elon ending, man. I think it's the perfect like setup, and I think it, it brings more excitement to the end of games, right? Even if a team is down by twenty five or thirty, they could go on a run and get like maybe six seven stops on the road. Next thing you know, they're back in the game. So, but other than that, not too many different rules, man.
All right. Well, Jerome, I appreciate you coming on the show. The Vegas Rebellion, hopefully coming to a TBT location near you. Talk to you soon, man. I appreciate it, Andrew. Thanks for having us. Vegas Rebellion is in the house, man. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed those interviews and this episode as a whole. As I mentioned, I'm Andrew Zolden. You can follow me at Andrew Zolden. We're a week away from the Bracket Selection Show. You can also follow, and you also should follow, at the tournament, at Inside TBT. Those are the places to find out news about TBT, of course. We're getting super, super close, and there's a lot to be excited about. Tavion Kinsey's playing with Heard That. That's big time. All right, now they have John Elmore and Kinsey. Kinsey being number one, Elmore being number two, all-time leading scorer in Marshall history. All right, Marcus Keene. Tyrese Rice and Dominique Jones all on sideline cancer. A bunch of big names being announced for all the host teams. Stay up to date by following all the accounts. We're getting super close. Talk to y'all during the selection show. And then also we'll have another episode inside TBT next week. Talk soon. Clocking out early, that's the dish I don't like. Been getting paid since I was riding on the bike. Hit the pedal with the Hopping on the night flight I've been chilling out of sight I'll be at the bar tonight Told the bartender Go and take my car to swipe You try the same thing But your car get declined White rappers nowadays No, we're not too hard to find I'm so dapper with my ways I'm gonna linger in your mind Always told me good things Welcome to those who are patient But I've been way too patient Riding bars in my basement I'm anxious in the real world It's time for me to say this The basics, the talent in my mind I can't waste it My life is too safe It's my time Taking, I'm baking my mind every day. It's the same ish. Lazy, my grind needs to get a new facelift. Coming from the underground and busting through the pavement. Rock with it and lean with it. My team win it. My team win it. Now rock with it and lean with it. My team turn up when I spit it. Now rock with it and lean with it. My team win it. My team win it. Now rock Cause oh yeah, that is so raving, racing and pacing around all these lames in my lane, out my way, unless you're trying to pay me. Not from the playpen, it's coming from the jungle. When you hear the bell, you better be ready to rumble. Because I'ma grab the gloves and I'm gonna flex my muscles. Go ahead and spit some bars, but you're probably just gonna mumble. A lot of rappers these days really need to get them humble. Cause they think they at the top, they better stop before they stumble. Cause I'm swiping all their biddies while they swiping right on mumble. And your girl, but she only calls you uncle But no, we not related, homie No, we not some fam You never get in clubs You can't even